Hey everybody and happy Father's Day! Welcome to the June 18th, 2023 episode of the Rugby Report. My name is Dwayne Burkhardt and in this episode we will recap the Super Rugby Pacific semifinals and then look ahead to next week's grand final. We will also officially preview the MLR playoffs in the USA and finally we will talk about the upcoming end of season two of the Rugby Report. But do not despair rugby friends because season three is just around the corner. But first, the Super Rugby semifinals. After last weekend's quarterfinals, I noted that there were two games that were frankly kind of ho-hum blowouts, and two that were absolute thrillers. Well, in this week's semifinal round, we got more of the same, because one of the games was frankly an unexpected blowout, while the other one was a hard-hitting, heart-pounding, adrenaline-fueled thriller of a game which ended with me needing oxygen. The first game of the weekend was not that game. On Friday night, the number two Christchurch Crusaders hosted the number three Auckland Blues in a rematch of the 2022 Grand Final. And it went about as well for the Blues as Wolf 359 went for the Federation. From the opening whistle, the Blues just did not seem to have it in this game. While the Crusaders, for the second week in a row, were simply unstoppable. The Crusaders opened the scoring in just the first two minutes on a try so easy that it immediately made me worry that we might be looking at yet another playoff blowout in Christchurch. And we were. The Crusaders once again scored at will, and the Blues' defense was absolutely unable to do anything to stop them. This game was over by halftime, when the Crusaders led by an overwhelming score of 32-3. to the Blues didn't score a try until nearly halfway through the second half, when Bowden Barrett was finally able to streak past a couple of Crusaders defenders and at least put a score on the board. The Blues got another meaningless try in extra time to make the final look better than it was. But there's no sugarcoating this one, folks. The Blues got stomped on the road in this semifinal, and the full-time score was Crusaders 52, Blues 15. The Blues season is now over, and frankly, some very, very tough questions are going to be asked in Auckland over the coming months. The Blues were a dominant team in the very early days of the league, but they spent most of the last 10 years as the bottom team in New Zealand. Then, a few years ago, management went out and spent a lot of money and got a lot of big talent. Their aim was to turn the team's fortunes around, and they did. To be clear, the Blues are no longer laughingstocks. But this team wasn't put together to merely lift the franchise out of the basement. Their roster is now packed with superstar talent. Bowden Barrett, Caleb Clark, Rico Iwani, Mark Talia. This is a team that was put together to deliver a championship to Auckland. Not to get completely blown out in a semifinal match. But that's exactly what happened. And at some point, someone is going to have to be accountable. Frankly... I don't know where the Blues go from here. They are still stacked with talent and are absolutely capable of being a championship-level team. But clearly, they're not there yet. And they need to figure out why and fix it. For what it's worth, I hope they do. And I look forward to watching them next year. And now, well... Keep that paper bag on your knee and get your oxygen tanks ready, because the second semifinal match was an absolute barn burner. 
Saturday night's game took us to rainy Hamilton, where the number one Chiefs hosted the number four Brumbies in a rematch of the 2013 Grand Final. The Chiefs survived and advanced in the quarterfinals after taking down a surprisingly spry red squad, while the Brumbies made it to the semifinal on the coattails of a heart-stopping thriller of a game, a game that went into five minutes of extra time and ended on a very controversial call. As this game was set to begin, Mother Nature was dumping buckets of rain onto the field, and announcers and fans were anticipating some wet-and-wild sloppy play. But that didn't happen. First, the rain abated. But more importantly, the Chiefs and the Brumbies are two teams that know how to hang onto the ball. The game was impressively short on handling errors and impressively long on good old-fashioned, hard-fought defense. The Chiefs drew first blood about seven minutes in on a Damian McKenzie penalty goal. McKenzie added another kick in the 32nd minute, and the Brumbies responded with one of their own when Noah Lolisio knocked one through just two minutes later. And that's how they went into the sheds, with the Chiefs leading 6-3. Although I should note that the Chiefs had several chances to score right at the half, especially after the Brumbies made an incredible error in not kicking the ball into touch. But the Brumbies' defensive line was rock solid, and they kept the Chiefs at bay. The second half was more of the same, just mind-bogglingly good, solid defense from both teams. McKenzie made it 9-3 in the 54th minute, but Lola Seal responded, making it 9-6. The Brumbies had an easy chance to tie the game at 9 a few minutes later, but they chose to be aggressive and kicked for the corner instead. It was, in my opinion, a critical error which would force them out of their game later on. With just 10 minutes to play, it was still just a three-point game, 9-6. to six. But when the Chiefs needed him most, it was DMAC time. Damian McKenzie made nothing short of a monster 50-meter kick in the 72nd minute to push the lead back out to six. And then, minutes later, McKenzie broke through the line, found Sean Stevenson, who found McKenzie again, and seconds later... It was Frankenstein's turn to drive the ball over the line for the game's only try. Brody Retallick pounded the ball through and gave the Chiefs the two-possession lead with just two minutes to play. And that is how it ended. The full-time score was Chiefs 19, Brumbies 6. But remember, it was just 9-6 only minutes before. I have two other notes about this game. First, a somewhat amusing side story developed during the game as Nick White and Brody Retallick got into a shouting and shoving match and then proceeded to obviously trash talk at each other for a good portion of the remainder of the game. My second note involves the game's head official, Nick Berry, the same ref who officiated over the Brumbies' incredibly controversial win in Canberra in the quarterfinals. I have to say that I thought that overall... Barry called the game both evenly and fairly, but his performance did also leave me wondering if his compensation for the game was based on how many times he blew his whistle. Seriously, Nick, not everything deserves a stoppage of play. The worst part of a game like this one is that someone has to lose. And in this case, the Brumbies season is now over. The Brumbies have once again showed themselves to be the best super rugby team in Australia. But they have big changes in store next year, 
including the loss of star scrum half Nick White, who has already been signed by the Western Force for 2024, and the loss of retiring forwards coach Lori Fisher, who has been with the team for more than 20 years. But the Brumbies have lost key people before, and they've somehow managed to return to the top of their division anyway. Will they do the same in 2024? I don't know. But I sure wouldn't bet against them. Congratulations on a great season, guys. We'll see you next year. And then, there were two. The 2023 Super Rugby Grand Final will take place this coming weekend in Hamilton when the number one ranked Chiefs take on the number two ranked Crusaders. This will be the third meeting between the teams this year. The Chiefs, remember, opened their season in Christchurch with what was, at the time, a stunning upset over a clearly struggling and shaky Crusaders side. The rematch in Hamilton at the end of April also went the Chiefs' way, but it was a much closer game against a vastly improved Crusaders' side. Folks, beating the same team twice in a season is a tall order. But three times? Well, it's a very hard and very rare thing. But if any team can do it, I think that this Chiefs team can. And they will complete their Cinderella season at home and bring their fans their first trophy in 10 years. Chiefs win. Turning our attention to the USA now, Major League Rugby's regular season winds up this weekend with a slate of games that have very little impact on the postseason. But there was still some drama just the same. The weekend began with a dogfight. Literally, it was a battle of the two dog teams in the league as the Dallas Jackals hosted my Chicago Hounds. And while this game had no effect on the postseason, there was a lot of pride on the line since the winner would determine who would finish last in the West and who would finish second to last. The game was an evenly matched, well, yeah, dogfight. But in the end, it was the Hounds who were howling and the Jackals who were sent home with their tails between their legs. The full-time score, Dallas 28, Chicago 29. Next up, Toronto closed out its season by welcoming the NOLA Gold to town. This was another close and exciting battle, but ultimately, it was the Gold who ended their season on top. Full-time score, Toronto 24, New Orleans 26. And finally yesterday, the DC Old Glory did what they needed to do to maintain their ultra-slim hopes of hosting next week's Eastern Conference elimination game as they hosted and defeated Rugby Atlanta 36-28. There are three matchups taking place as we record our podcast today. First, in a game going on right now, the New England Free Jacks are hosting the Houston Sabercats. Next, the defending champion New York Ironworkers welcome the Utah Warriors to the Big Apple. And all New York needs to do to guarantee a home playoff game next week is win or draw. And finally, in what is very likely to be a preview of the Western Conference Final in two weeks, later today, the San Diego Legion will host the Seattle Seawolves. No offense to Houston fans, of course, as they will play Seattle in the Western Conference elimination game next weekend, but surely Houston will be the undercats in that game. As previously discussed on this podcast, the MLR playoff picture is now set. 
Although the venue for the Eastern Conference elimination game is still not certain as we record this episode, next weekend, the New York Ironworkers will face the D.C. Old Glory in the Eastern Conference elimination game. And the winner of that game will go on to face the New England Free Jacks in the conference final. And in the West, the Seattle Seawolves will host the Houston Sabercats, with the winner headed down to sunny San Diego to face off against the Legion in the Western Conference Final. Finally today, a programming note. Sadly, we are now near the end of Season 2 of the Rugby Report. In fact, next week's show will be our last before our summer break. And while I promise to miss you while I'm gone, frankly, I have two audiobooks that I need to finish recording, as well as other projects that I have to get done. Of course, the Rugby Report will be back, and Season 3 is currently scheduled to begin at the end of July with our special NPC 2023 preview episode, and we will continue from there as we all count down to our full coverage of the 2023 Rugby World Cup in September. And that's it, folks. That's all I've got for you this week. As always... Thank you all for traveling around the planet with us and for listening to and or watching the Rugby Report. Until next time, I have a huge to-do list to take care of today. And the first thing on the list is to figure out who's going to do it. See you next time. Bloopers! The Blues got another meaningless try in extra time to make it look like... <laughs> on the bottom, on the bottom in New Zealand, as the bottom team in New Zealand. They're on the bottom, they're at the bottom. The point is, it wasn't a good time. <sighs> I don't know what it was. Whatever. The Chiefs drew first blood about seven minutes in on a Damien McKenzie penalty goal. It's a penalty It's a It's a penalty goal. It's a penalty goal. We're going to do some tea, and then we're going to do penalty goal again. <sighs> the Brumbies had a chance to take the tie the tough. The <laughs> from both teams. <clears throat> oh my God. What the heck was that? Later, it was Frankenstein's turn to drive the ball over the line for the game's only try, and I'm going to do the whole thing again when I can breathe. The same ref who officiated over the Brumbies' incredibly controversial rin... Rin? It's a win. It's not a rin. (laughs) Oh, that's terrible. The MLR playoff picture is now set, although the venue for the season... But ultimately, it was the goal who ended up on top. But ultimately... (laughs) I am... I am not going to say that on television, or on a podcast, or on a whatever. (laughs) Let's do that again, shall we? My goodness.